Hello. What's happening? This is going to be a fun ride. So buckle up. It is another episode of TWSS with Zach and Nicole. I am so excited for you this episode, truly, because if anyone has been listening to us for literally over a year and a half and knows what just came out this weekend, understands how pumped Zach is, how pumped he is for this episode. Like, I feel like me in a Marvel episode right now. Like, Zach is, this is Zach's day. I told him last night, I said, this is your episode. Like, I'm just going to be here for the ride, but this is, like, your time to shine more. I am so excited to discuss these things. (laughs) I'm, like, oh, I was... So, backstory for our listeners. We tried to do this yesterday. Yeah. We experienced technical difficulties For, like, an hour. But I was super pumped to discuss this yesterday. This was before we got other we news. got the news yesterday. Today. So imagine now, the day after, we just got the news. So We would have had to film two episodes. <laughs> I'm speechless, Nicole. Let's get into it because I'm just ready to All go. All right, let's What's just, up? Let's just What's breeze happening? through these. All right. So first up, we have a rumor, which, no, it was actually confirmed Pretty sure it was confirmed, yeah, because a bunch of news outlets and even um, Leslie Grace kind of welcomed him too. So our boy, who I've been a fan of since The Mummy, um, fantastic actor, I think. Brendan Fraser has been cast as Firefly in HBO Max's Batgirl film, um, which is the villain. It's going to be HBO Max based. Leslie Grace is going to be Batgirl. Um, Any thoughts on that real quick? Uh, Again... Like you, one of my favorite actors, uh, really excited for this project. And just to see what he does involved in the DCEU, I was watching uh, No Sudden Move a couple of days ago, and he's really good in that, so really hyped. I think he just doesn't get the credit. Like, he doesn't get enough credit, and I think, I mean, I don't really know the situation of what's happened with him in Hollywood, but... The Mummy is a classic. The Mummy is one of my favorite, favorite, like, trilogies, films, everything about it. So, super excited to see him in HBO Max. Super excited to welcome him into the DCEU. Um, Michael B. Jordan's Superman project that focuses on Val Zod will be a TV series for HBO Max. Isn't this going to be animated? Or is it I don't know. Live action? Um, it looked like I, it was animated I, from what I could tell from the... I'm assuming... No, because those are the comic Comics, strips, yes. That's I what I saw, comic thinking strips. About. I think it's probably going to be live action. But I'm I'm excited for this too. Uh, Black Superman is coming. We are ready for it. So super hyped for this project too. Um, looks like... Wow. All of our shit tonight. All of our <laughs> subjects are superheroes. So I'm really excited for this. Um, so according to Discussing Film, James Wan says the canceled trenches movie was actually a secret black manta movie i feel like correct me if i'm wrong maybe i'm maybe it's just me i thought that was already a given am i just am i just imagining things i dead ass thought trenches was going to be black manta no maybe just because black manta was pictured all over it well we thought trenches was going to be about 
the trenches themselves. Oh no, I thought it was Black Manta. The, the beasts that live in the trenches, but oh, we I think we lost a good one, a good idea there. But um, on to the next one. I, I that's what I think. Um, I I I don't know. I'm not DC person, so I guess. We still have Aquaman 2 to focus on. Um, That's a terrible prospect. But and you know what? Continue. I realized we never... Did we ever discuss DC fandom? No. We'll have to include uh, that later. We will talk about we that will, later. Yeah. Yes. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch confirms Doctor Strange 2 reshoots are in November and December. So, for anyone who doesn't know this, they just went through reshoots over the summer. So, finished filming earlier this year, I would say maybe, like, before the summer, and because Elizabeth Olsen went straight from, well, I have to give the backstory, um, went from WandaVision two weeks later to London to film Doctor Strange, Madness of the Multiverse, did all of her press, press, uh, for WandaVision in London over Zoom, because she was filming, they did reshoots again over the summer, around the same time as Spider-Man, Far From No Way Home, was doing the same exact kind of reshoots. Um, still a sus. And then now Benedict Cumberpatch just confirmed on Good Morning America that, which I guess is good because, you know, so Marvel just released their new slate. They moved all these films back to the next date. So instead of Doctor Strange releasing in March like it was supposed to and then Thor Love and Thunder releasing in May they are now swapping or moving so um from what I've read online this isn't a bad thing this is actually really good for each production so that way they can focus more on the editing they can focus more on the reshoots that need to take place I don't know how much I believe Grace Randolph though on this she said that rumor has it that Wanda they want to make her less bloody and want to make her more I guess di- as that calls it, Disney-fy her. Don't know how much I believe that, to be honest. That's just, that's a me thing. I, I think that they said they want to put more Easter eggs in there, more cameos possibly, but that's just like the rumor mill. <laughs> Any thoughts on that? <laughs> I mean, reshoots are a good thing. It means that they are crafting a good story. Um, could also mean that they yeah, found something to, that they want to tweak or that they want to add in or maybe take yeah. out or something didn't fit right. And it's it's not always right. a bad thing, which people always assume, like, reshoots, oh, they need to, like, fix something. No, it just means that, like, the shot didn't come out the way they wanted, so they need the actors to come back. But who knows if right. Elizabeth Olsen's even going to be going back for it. Maybe it just Benedict Cumberpatch needs to. Right. I'm assuming both. But, yeah, any other thoughts on... Doctor Strange no. reshoots. Next subject. Let's get to it. Come on, Nicole. We got stuff to talk about. I've never seen Zach this eager. All right. According to Brandon Davis, BD, Ant-Man and the Lost just added Bill Murray to the cast in a mystery role. He's actually been rumored since uh, a few months ago, right before they started filming, that he was going to be in it. wasn't confirmed, and it just was confirmed today that he is in a mystery cool. role. Love it. <laughs> You're cracking me up tonight. According to Faye Zero, the Russo brothers are set to work with Marvel Studios again. Not surprised. I know they've been uh, wanting to duh. work with Secret Wars. They said that they would only come back for Secret Wars, so that means maybe five years down the road. Who knows? Um, all right. 
to our favorite part. Dune! It was announced today. Drum roll, please. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Thank you. Dune Part 2 is set to release in theaters in October 2023. Now, my sister responded with, that's still a far time, but it really isn't, because considering that, correct me if I'm wrong, I thought it was already pre-assumed that we were going to get Part 2. That was my assumption. I already knew, I, I had thought Part 2 was already inevitable, we we need part two yes because it's supposed to be a franchise but i think warner brothers was like still let's see how this does if it does well then we'll give it a part two so i i i'm like you i was under the assumption we're gonna get a part two i think what i didn't know was when we were gonna get a part two so i think getting a date or or idea of a timeline kind of solidifies this as a eventuality rather than a myth 2023 i'm still kind of shocked because that's kind of for me that's kind of soon but i guess if i'm i'm also of the assumption that they might have already started has already filled that's what i'm thinking parts for part two he already has the bits for part two and in the cutting room for part one, which we're going to discuss soon, he's going to keep these nuggets to come back to for part two. That's my belief. No, I, I think so, too. I think because a lot of films will do that. They'll, they'll like, surprise, not surprisingly, they will sneakily or they'll sneak in some filming for another film or they will film another film while filming a first film and then kind of just release it. a lot of films have been doing this in the last couple of years too so i wouldn't be surprised like you said if they did um film some part some of part two um but yeah i'm super excited i think that it'll most likely start filming early next year maybe like mid just to get because i think it took maybe how long six months last year I think they finished filming end of summer. Because I know that it's... Mm. I don't remember. I remember we were keeping track, though. It was pretty quick, though, if I remember correctly, from announcing to end project. Because we didn't get a trailer till like... No, nah, right it took a while summer. before we got a trailer. Right before yeah. summer of this year, we got a trailer. Um, any Any other final thoughts before we move on to our Dune reaction? Nah, let's go. Let's do right. it. Let's do it. Zach, you start us off. What was your reaction and thoughts to Dune? We've been waiting a year and a half, a y- almost two years, for this film since the star- star-studded mm-hmm. cast was announced and his favorite director was film- directing it. I haven't been as engrossed in a movie as I was watching Dune. I couldn't take my eyes off it. I would say I believed the CGI completely in this film. I thought the cast was amazing. I left. I I had a sigh of relief at the end of the movie. Like I was just so tense watching it that I was like, whoa, <laughs> I did it. I, I, I watched Dune. It, I did that. Um, something we thought was really impossible over the last because it was supposed to come out last year like last October and it 
and I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it it was pushed back a year. Yeah. And it, it was actually supposed to come out the same day this year as the Batman, so that was going to be another struggle. Yeah. But sorry, continue. Yeah, just cinematically super impressive. Again, I was watching it at home. Um, I'm going to watch it in the theaters, definitely. I'm obviously going to pay money to watch it again. But watching it at home, I was still like, whoa, this would look so good on the silver screen with the sound and everything. Um, Rating? 9 out of 10. I would even go as far to say 10 out of 10. Again, I still want to watch it again to kind of get that feeling again. But I don't know whether it was anticipation, whether it was after watching the first Dune movie um, that I understood the story. So I was more engrossed in it this time around. But totally just an amazing film, beautiful shots, fantastic CGI, just Again, like I really my big my big thing is we have the technology now to make Dune in the eighties work. Like that that's the big change. Like they did some very revolutionary techniques, a lot of revolutionary techniques for the first Dune, but because we have the technology now to make it look and feel real, it feels so much better now, at least in my opinion. But, again, my favorite director doing his thing, a masterpiece. A masterpiece. And then we get a second one? Like, holy (laughs) shit. This is going to be insane, man. I, listen, I don't know. I am so excited to continue to watch Denis of work. And excited to see more about these characters and learn more. And, and uh, Dune is such a an expansive story and we haven't even got everything. Like there was so much that from the first Dune movie that wasn't in this version that I know Denny Veneuve's is saving for part two. And that's where I'm super excited. Because I know like to condense the this book to one movie is very difficult but being able to condense it into three separate films you there's going to be so much more you can play with and we've only been introduced to a couple of characters that i hope will be introduced to more and learn more about so there's supposed to be like three parts (sighs) is what i'm yeah okay Mm -hmm. so that's supposed to be a trilogy so i'm it somebody said in a review that the next Star Wars Lord of the Rings is here, I think was their their quote. And this is very much Lord of the Rings vibes. Yeah. Of that we now have, in my opinion, a new franchise. I love this for you. I love that you anyone who knows Zach, anyone who's listened to the podcast over the last almost two years literally almost two years, um, this is the only film that I've been waiting for Zach's reaction because 
we've discussed it and I know Zach didn't want to get, I know you didn't get one too hyped. You didn't want to get too like excited because I know that when he sees the film, he gets disappointed when it doesn't live up to his expectations or, and vice versa. I mean, I'm the kind of person, I love every film. So like, I know you usually take what I say with a grain of salt when it comes to ratings because I can give a film a 20 out of 10 when it's really like a 5 out of 10. Um, so to see, I'm honestly happy that you thoroughly enjoyed it and I watched it before you. So that's what kind of, yeah. I saw it at the premiere. Um, mm-hmm. But is that your final thought on it? Or your- yeah, I, I don't want to go too far into it because I would love to discuss a lot more about it. Yeah. I, again, I, I'm trying to be accepting of the social graces with movies like this, knowing that this came out Friday and we're recording this Tuesday. So I wish we had the same grace as certain news outlets when they saw the yes. Eternals film. And we'll get into that later. We're gonna get into but that. I'm that's calling that's shit on out the docket. Because I'm yeah. anyways, okay, so my Dune reaction. Um yes. This is my most hyped film for 2021 mm-hmm. the star studded cast um i'm not gonna lie the first hour was a snooze fest for me like i for me personally just because i'm not as invested in in denny Valu- i always chop his name as denny <laughs> i'm gonna call him denny um the first hour it was kind so i've Kara's husband and I had a discussion the other night about it when I saw them. So, kind of, it reminded me of Game of Thrones with the with the storyline. Like the first hour was kind, it kind of reminded me of, and I'm not comparing the two. I'm it was just like a reference for me because the first hour was kind of like the first season. And it kind of, like, you have to get the background information. You have to understand the characters. You have to understand the arcs. You have to understand the storyline, like, where everything's coming from. Because someone who hasn't read the books hasn't seen, hasn't seen the original. I did need the first hour, so I'm watching it. And I was like, okay. So I understand this, this, and this is what's going to, is what's going on. Like, I understand there's, like, multiple families, like, whatever. There's different aspects to it. And I finally understood it. Loved each character. Um... Last hour and a half, man, got me. I kept saying, wow. Like, the cinematography, chef's kiss. Absolutely phenomenal. 10 out of 10. Like, every angle of the film. The shots, the direction, the character arcs, the acting. Um, Timothy Chalamet. I couldn't tell how I really, really liked his character because I understand like it's it's a learning process with him and I'm not giving too much away, but it is his character arc. I understand that he's building off of something that he's kind of learning as he's like, if you know what I mean, like his storyline is like you're learning with him. Yeah. Um, Rebecca yeah. Ferguson, I loved her before this, but I absolutely think she did an outstanding job and I would not be surprised if she was nominated for Best Actress for this film. She was absolutely yes. phenomenal. Um, Josh Brolin, I loved him. I thought he had enough character arc in it. Um, I have thoughts on him, but I'll wait until we do a spoil, spoiler episode for him. Yeah. Jason Momoa surprised me in this film. He was, I loved him. Did, he surprised me. I did not think, I... 
here's okay. So here's my thing with Jason Momoa. It you brought up Game of Thrones. Yes. This was very familiar to me. If you get no, yes, drift. absolutely. Jason Momoa's character yes. was very familiar. I'm not saying he plays Drogo, but I'm saying like feel wise. Yes, yes, very yes. familiar. So I was I I didn't leave feeling like Jason Momoa expanded his range. I was like, oh no, I don't think he expanded his, his range. I think right. humor wise, and he's he's the same. Like his humor in this one reminded me of Aquaman, of how like yes. So that was that. Um, yes, I think the only one who truly stood out to me in this film was Rebecca Ferguson. Like. With her she acting, was great. Oscar, I think Oscar Isaac did really good. I think Oscar Isaac did a really great job as well of being like a very oh, he was phenomenal paternal figure. The scenes um, with him and and Rebecca Ferguson and him and Timothy Chalamet, like I don't, I Javier Bardem was just a really nice. I liked him too. Cherry yes. on the cake, just just a very nice. I'm not gonna lie to you, I plain... didn't recognize him at first, and it took me a couple tries to recognize, like Dave Batista. Dave Batista did a nice job. Kind of, it, it's the same Drax feel. I forgot he was in the movie. I like, I watched it, and I, I forgot he was even in the cast. And then when I saw him, I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> like that was that moment. Like, oh my god, I forgot how many amazing Skarsgård fantastic almost unrecognizable uh, it took me a couple again, scenes like a couple scenes in yeah. like when I, that character came in i was kind of like oh i literally said out loud in the theater oh shit okay yeah, yeah. phenomenal a lot of work. these actors you forget you forget who they are for a second and you're like oh yeah that's you and you're in the- <gasps> wow yeah i had a couple moments like that too. i have to say I might have to watch it again because I've heard a couple people say like after a couple times. I know BD watched it first time. He didn't see the hype. Second time he watched it. Still kind of didn't see it. Um, a lot of people have said this too though. They've had to watch it a couple times to really like. I think if I do that, I think if I watch it again and kind of just like. There was one point in the beginning and you might understand which part I'm talking about. Like the very beginning. Um, it was the same with Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> he gives a look. I literally said out loud in the theater. Oof. Okay. It's <laughs> like I was like, okay, you are you, you're a night you're a good one. <laughs> that scene got me a little I was just like, all right. Guys. <laughs> folks, listeners. I, I have no idea what scene she's talking about right now. You do. And you do. I'm concerned. I have no idea. Anyways, yes, I can't I can't talk about it in detail, but um, no, it it was a great film. I think Timothy Chalamet showed a little bit more um, range with himself throughout certain scenes. Um, I don't. I certain scenes. I agree. No, I agree. I agree. But I don't know. I've been a big fan of him for a while. Yeah. So to me, it's nothing new, but I guess to anybody else, it's like, yeah. I mean, I saw him more recently. I've only seen him in a couple projects. I think the only other one I've seen him in is Little Women. Um, Little Women, he was fantastic. And I think, I don't know. I just, I just know, like, Oscar Isaac, I've seen him in many projects, and 
this one kind of took the cake because I always forget that he was in Star Wars. Like I always forget he kind of like he got into Star Wars and then he was in another film, a Netflix based film. And I, all in all, cinematography wise, I actually learned today that every every scene was there. He he didn't use CGI. He used all on location. Yeah, I it's didn't know the that. Location, but there's CGI. There is CGI. Oh, there, there most, there's definitely yeah. CGI. Well, location wise, the, the aircrafts and things. The, yeah, no, there's location wise not CGI. I believe those are sets, but the but the other stuff is CGI. Aircrafts and things were definitely CGI. Um, if I had to rate this film, I would give it an eight out of ten. For me, um, yeah, ten out of ten I, for I can see that shots for. The acting, loved. Uh, there was actually a moment when they did a back shot of a lot of the a, the Star Soda characters. Um, when they were, I, it's not spoiling it, when they come out of a ship on the planet. And there was like a back shot of them. There was a back, then a front, then I think another back shot. And I don't know why, but it just, it gave me chills. Because I love seeing like a Star Soda cast. And I love seeing like, just like, in a in a row or like grouped together and like it's just kind of like a a nice sequence and that that part really had i think from there on i was officially engrossed and there was also another scene with timothy chalamet and you see like he's he's kind of just like walking around before they go to another planet and Mm -hmm. There's a there's a shot. I mean, I could talk about all these shots, but like these were my two most stand standout shots. Um, camera is far away from him, and it's just it's like one of those. It was one of the promo shots in the beginning um, when they were first promoting the film, and you see these the ships just like hovering, and he's mm-hmm. by a body of water, and it's kind of just like the color palette of him. If you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, I know. I'm sure you're talking. Those about. two shots had me for the film i i just i i thought they mm. were fantastic it it was like it was just a little thing throughout the film like i was like okay this is beautifully yeah. done this was fantastic um but yeah i enjoyed it oh and kara's actually reading the book right now she's reading it she's reading like three chapters and watching up to that scene and then reading another few chapters and watching up to that scene to understand it better Oh. Yeah, she's like... Yeah, I, I think I think a lot of people's gripes with Dune is a lack of context. I think it's the pacing. Either they haven't seen the original or they haven't read the book, and so they're coming in completely blind, which this is not an easy film to come in blind no and it's not an easy book either to read yeah and i think it needs to be explained that you know you do need to do a little bit of research before going in so you have an idea of why things are happening because you know i think it's kind of like i don't know why i'm doing this in my mind but i'm thinking about harry potter for instance so i think with harry potter the films are pretty easy to understand, even if you haven't read the books. But if you had, if you have read the books, you kind of see some of the things that you've imagined brought to life, and some things that you're like, "That's completely wrong." I think Dune is very s- similar, except I don't think it's made 
it's I don't think it's palatable to a general audience. I think that's where a lot of the negative reactions to Dune come come from because it's not very easy to understand off the bat and if you haven't read or done any prior research going in it's going to be very confusing and like you said for the first hour it's going to be a snooze fest because you don't understand what's happening between these characters or why it's important and again I think a lot of this movie is just setting up so that when we get part two and part three it's going to pay off and we've we've Towards the end, and I think, that, like you said, the last, last maybe the last 45 minutes or whatever, that's where the payoff comes back. Oh, absolutely. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, so you see you see the nuggets kind of coming into play. You kind of see how serious definitely. everything starts to get, and you, kind of, you see, like, the storyline right, finally, right, right. Finish, and you're like, oh, shit, so this is actually what's going to happen, or, like, this exactly. is why they're after exactly. them. Um, any final thoughts on Dune? You can go all into it. Just, we'll have, oh we'll my have gosh, a spoiler. I really want to break it down, but no, we'll yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have a spoiler yeah, yeah. review next yeah. week. Um, my, my boy did it again. That's all I got to say about you. My, my, my man <laughs> just did it again. I'm so happy about it. All right. So uh, I asked Zach if I could include this in this week's podcast episode because this really grinded my gears. Um, Eternals premiere was two weeks ago. Should press be allowed back after spoiling important parts of the movie? This was a question that was kind of raised by a couple of my favorite bloggers, and I'm not going to release names, but it happened to be an uncredited scene. And I won't say what it is because I'm being very respectful. It's been out there on the internet now for like two weeks. Um, and a lot of people made TikToks about it. A lot of people have wrote on Twitter. And then E! News and Variety decided to make an actual blog post about it and plaster it everywhere. And I thought it was a joke at first. And I still kind of am not believing it because I'm going to go into the film still. I have premiere night tickets. But are you joking? Like, do you think no. they should be invited back to any kind of premiere? Okay. Um, in short, yes. I think, I think where we're having an issue is, and we've kind of discussed this a lot on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Where sometimes fans don't have respect for other fans coming in and will spoil things. But also, we do live in a world where it's about clicks. And it's about being the first. And it's about breaking the news story early. Which I understand. And and I get that. They wanted to be the first news outlet, which, okay. Yes, Understood. This is a huge breaking news moment because it's been a rumor amongst Mm -hmm. the Marvel fans and amongst other fans. And, but my thing is that Mm -hmm. you are being invited to a premiere a few weeks early. And usually premieres tend to happen nowadays. They happen like a week before, usually. 
Um, mm-hmm. Endgame happened a week before. No idea when Spider-Man will happen. Shang-Chi happened a week before. And I think it's just a respectful thing because you are being invited yeah. by the studio, by the president of Marvel, by Disney, to view a film that you know is going to be one of the biggest ones of the year for Marvel Studios, for Disney Studios, all these fantastic actors and director Chloe Zao, Oscar award-winning best director Chloe Zao, who's put their hard work into it. And you're going to spoil a fucking ending because you want to have clickbait and you want people to notice you more? Yeah. Doesn't sit right. I'm well, sorry. Think, doesn't sit right with me. Okay, so I think let's let's kind of dig down a little bit. Is your problem with e-news and variety or is your problem with the people that broke the People that broke. It was it was the people that it was broke the journal- the yes, journalists that so broke. I don't think those spe- I don't think certain people should be bloggers like that. and journalists, right? Yes. You're talking about bloggers and journalists. Yes. Right. Well, a lot of these bloggers and journalists either are on publications that are online, right? Most yeah. of them. I'm a, you can you can correct me if I'm wrong. Oh no, yes, yes. So, I'm I'm agreeing with you. I again, for me, I know where you're going with this. I just feel like it's disrespectful towards it is, but like let's not let's not you know, kid ourselves. We know the Twitter sphere, especially with Marvel, can be a toxic, uh, very you know, first come, first serve spoiling. And considering it is Marvel free-for-all. and it's been a rumor, it, it's it's it was bound to happen. And I'm sure and it was bound to happen. That's what I'm saying with Spider Man No Way Home. I'm sure I'm sure it's gonna be I don't know. That actually is another question for me, because I know I'm jumping around with this, but do you think No Way Home is going to be a lot more secured and strict with who they invite, or no. do you think it's still going to be a Because, again, it's, it's, it's a social thing. We have to say as fans, hey, no spoilers until this day at this time, right? We have to, as a fan base, say no one spoiled this movie until everyone has had an opportunity to see it, and we're hoping that maybe a week after the film is released, will be the perfect time mm-hmm. to kind of talk about spoilers and spoil things. The fact that we have, a, as a fan base, have to do that is a sign so that toxic. there are individuals yeah. in, our, in our fan base that don't care. And so that's the issue. I, I, think, I think you're right. I think there are people that, you know, need to be spoken to. Well, I do understand. But again, I don't think we can. I don't think we can punish them by saying you're not invited back. I think it was because... an in the moment heated thing when I saw it, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, I didn't see the spoiler at first. To be honest, it was until I read the comments and then I saw it. But I do understand it is it is a person's job. They were trying to get themselves probably more out there, and you know what? I respect that because yeah. you know what? Anybody would try and do that, but I don't. I don't respect that. I'm going to be honest with you. This is where this is where I don't respect that. Because it is also your it's also your responsibility as a journalist to give your opinion on the film without spoiling the film. So I respect the job, but I don't respect spoiling anything for people because even when Endgame came out I wanted to call you so bad. I wanted to... The only person who I could tell anything to was Shannon. And Shannon still did not know what was going on. 
but I had to tell somebody. So it's, I guess, I, and I've, I've said this too multiple times, and I've done this with WandaVision. I'm, pro, I'm going to stay off Twitter. When I find out when the premiere is for Spider-Man No Way Home, I'm going to stay off Twitter from the night of until the premiere. Because I will not allow, if, if I've already waited, if we've already waited like two years, a year and a half for this film, regardless of what rumors we may know, I don't want anything confirmed for me. I stayed off Twitter for Endgame for about 24, 48 hours. Stayed off Twitter for the Game of Thrones series finale. I think that's I mean, the biggest issue. That what? you have to do that. That you have to stay off Twitter just so that a TV show or a movie won't be spoiled for you. I know. I think that's the big issue as a society we need to come to terms with. That we have people in this society who are so eager to talk about it that they need to broadcast it to everybody. And in in broadcasting it to everybody, they're going to get notoriety where people are going to click and like and comment and talk and discuss and repost and retweet, whatever. Like, that's... That's why it's a problem. I mean, but what, won't you and be so upset if, like, we, we've 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 discussed all the rumors, we've discussed all the theories, we've discussed everything far and in between for Spider-Man: No Way Home. Not even like yes. talking about Eternals, but like also Eternals, we've kind of discussed like somewhat theories, yeah. somewhat what we think, and all this stuff. And but won't wouldn't you be mad if we have been ongoing about the the Spider-Man coming together? It, all these plot lines we've thought of, all these theories, everything, and it just gets spoiled from you for you in one in one night through Twitter. If they're like, "Oh my God, Tobey Maguire in this scene," I'd be like, "We've that's... already had shit spoiled for us." Supposedly, them yeah. being in the film for forty minutes, like is... we've already had. This is why I don't go online. You know, this is why I've removed myself from social media because of this behavior, not just this solely alone but i'm saying as part of it where i just realized that we have there are people who don't care about other people and will spoil in order to gain popularity will ruin things for people just because they want to be popular and that's why this is an issue that we the (laughs) fact the fact that we need to as a fan base say this time of this day is the day we don't spoil it. Is a huge. I mean, they did problem. really good. They did really good with Infinity War and Endgame, I will say, because nobody really spoiled it. Nobody really did anything. And nobody and- spoiled WandaVision. We all waited. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know why it's certain films that this happens and this happens. It doesn't happen. And also, let's also take into account that as Marvel films are expanding, more and more people are becoming accounts and. and gaining popularity i mean let's also include ourselves in this picture too because we started almost two years ago and we've been on this grind of of watching these movies and discussing these movies and whatever so again you can be an account where you talk about all this stuff and not spoil it or you can be an account where you spoil it because by spoiling it you're gonna get views and that's where we need to have a bigger discussion is do we need to do all of this ridiculousness for views? Like, we need to look ourselves in the mirror and say, you know, do I need to spoil this movie for millions of people 
no like that's a choice that they made that i mean if you have to do that i believe i believe the fandom I just believe the fandom's gonna gonna police it. That's that's oh, my Oh, one hundred percent. And you know what? I think as that much the as the fandom's gonna kill them, not kill them. I don't want to say kill them. That's not the right word. But I, kill I, I think the fandom's going to going to kind of come on top of them and be like, "Hey, listen, I know someone who has been dreaming of the day that I see. Like, I didn't even know it would be possible to see." three Spider-Man in one film or see all these other villains come back together. And for me, I just, I feel like as a fandom, um, that's something that everyone's going to come together and be like, okay, as much as people want spoilers, as much as people want to know, like, but why, why not just sit there and enjoy the film? I mean, as much as I love to theorize about things, I still love to be surprised. I still love those moment, those like caught off guard moments. And with Eternals, I have no idea what Eternals is about. No idea what what I'm about to walk into. No idea how it's going to connect to the MCU. I'm excited though to go see it. I'm excited to connect the dots yeah. and see that, see them mention all of our superheroes. Yeah, but that's because that's because you're in it for the love of it. Let's be honest, not everybody who's going to see these films is in it for the love of it. There are people who are going to see these films who are in it for the popularity. And it's sad. And we can't stop those individuals from being involved in our in our fandom. But you know what this means? It just means that Kevin Feige has to invite us to the No Way Home premiere. (laughs) So (laughs) we won't spoil the film. Petition for TWSS to go to the world premiere. I have a funny feeling that we've been so critical of Disney that they will not do We that. have not been that critical of Disney. We've been pretty... <laughs> cr- at least I won't go. You probably will. I won't end up going. I don't... I actually got invited to like- LA Comic Con in December, but I cannot go. My friend just reached out to me and he said, Hey, do you want to go to LA Comic Con? almost freaked on you for a second because like how come you didn't share this with me before how am i just learning about this no a friend from today well he actually just invited me today he texted me because i like he's actually going to promote like a a show he's doing for it's not a i don't know what it is it's like a it's something but he's the one who i originally started we'll talk about this another time we've got something else to talk about anyways okay so, because I just realized we have not discussed DC Fandom. Um, oh, but also, before I go to DC Fandom, so Eternals comes out next week. My ticket's already purchased. I'm excited. I have one of the first show times. What are your thoughts going into it? I know we'll have, obviously, next week we'll do final thoughts on our, on what we, how we think Eternals will come out. I'm going to see it a week later, so <laughs> you can watch it <laughs> day of. I'll be there the week after. Um, Do you want me to text you my rating for it? Nah, you don't want to see it. Yeah, as always. As always, so, yeah, okay. send, me, send me your rating. I, you know, we're going to have different ratings, most likely. But, I've heard a lot of mixed reviews. I've heard a yeah. lot of people think it's too much story in one film, but you know what? I, I think it's just an, another Marvel movie, so I think I'm going to love it. I'll either love it or hate it. Yeah, I mean, people are going to phase in and phase out. That's kind yeah. of how it goes. Um. So anyways, DC Fandom uh, was last weekend, and we got a first look at quite a few things. Um, one of the most hyped trailers was the Batman, which we finally got a full-on official trailer. Um, 
In other news, though, so I guess we'll go through them really quickly. Black Adam, we got, like, a very short snippet. I think it was, like, 40-second snippet of Black Adam. We didn't even get to see his face. Um, we also... I didn't like it. I didn't really watch too much of it. I watched it. I I, I didn't like it. You didn't like it? Mm-mm. I thought it was good for what we've seen so far. I was like... Oh, the way he picked that person one, up and then we just didn't really see him? One, it was it was a snippet that didn't really make sense. They chose... I know why they chose it, because it's like seeing... It's the first reveal, one. Two, it's the most powerful we've ever seen a character. Like, I, I totally get that, but... Um, did not think it was all that interesting and very basic. I didn't learn anything new about Black Adam. I didn't learn anything new about the world we were in. I didn't learn anything new about the characters. It was... It was very... Bland? Yeah. Very bland. Um... I don't know. It was. I guess it was. I didn't think much the of it. Juxtaposition to be honest. of Dwayne the Rock Johnson talking about it and then seeing it. It was like, oh, <laughs> like, bro, you you hyped that up a lot more than it really was. Unfortunately, I'm sure the trailer will so. the the official trailer next year will be better. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We did get. I think we got a first look at Shazam: Fury of the Gods. I didn't really watch yeah, many of the trailers to be honest. Um. But I've heard, and I saw, I saw like a first look at the updated suits. Um, mm-hmm. What else was there? Aquaman two. I heard, I saw like a snippet of the featurette. I saw that they just a lot of them they just go behind the scenes on, I guess, because they don't have a trailer yet. And I know Aquaman yeah. two just started filming. Um, I heard there was a first look at Amber Heard back at Asmira. Woof. Woof. I know. Um, Woof. What else was there from DC fandom? Um, this is the games. games. Uh, Gotham Knights looks good. Um, the, obviously, we get new comics coming soon as well. It's really cool. The Batman trailer. Um, a phenomenal. I, I I texted our group chat with my sister, and I had watched it finally Saturday night. Matt Reeves is an absolute genius. I th- I've heard. Sorry, I've heard through the Twitter world. Because I read the I read the comments and every single oh, comment no. was oh no every single comment said this is going to be the absolute best Batman outbeating Dark Knight and I was like okay because I hadn't seen the trailer yet so I was like you know what I want to see this for myself then and I watched it and just like the beginning shot with the Riddler and like going over the cup and then seeing like the oh the just the shots. Zoe Kravitz looks phenomenal. Robert Pattinson, Chef's Kiss. Seeing our first look at Alfred, Andy Circus as Alfred. Seeing a better look at the penguin. Holy shit. Yeah. That- Paul Dano as Riddler. Oh, wow. All I could say after the trailer was Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves is all I could say. And I was like, like you know, this man has his fingerprints all over this. Film. Oh, you know they're gonna keep like really, him back. really gonna... making this. I wouldn't be surprised out of passion for the fans. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a sequel greenlit before the film even came out. 
would not be surprised. Love seeing more of a first look I, at Robert I would Pattinson, say, too. I would say yes, but I would say yes, but I also think that there's going to be now a re-up of trust in Matt Reeves of what he's going to do with the Batman. I think then it's going to be, it's up to him to create the story that's going to push Robert Pattinson's Batman forward. I think that's, I think this is, obviously Warner Brothers is watching the fan reception. That's very obvious. But I think once the movie comes out and we see it, I think gauging economically and fan opinion, that's when Warner Brothers is going to be like, yes, go ahead and make whatever you want next. I think the only thing I'm afraid of is fatigue, director fatigue, where do I think Matt Reeves is going to feel creatively inclined to want to continue doing Batman films? Because that's what happened with Christopher Nolan, and that's why The Dark Knight Rises, in our opinion, is the lesser of the Batman movies, of, of the original Batman trilogy. So, I'm hoping that... You, you think know, if he's too Matt hyped, is like, it's going to start to... No, where I'm thinking that if Matt Reeves does a great job with the Batman, which I think he's going to do... And like you said, you th we think Warner Brothers is going to green light a sequel, which is, I think, is, again, very possible. Do I think that the sequel is going to be as good as the original? And then do I think Warner Brothers is going to re-up again for a third movie? Do I, do I also think that Matt Reeves is going to feel like, okay, I've done one Batman, I've done a second Batman, I love doing it, but artistically, I feel like I need a change. That's what I'm worried about. Because that's what happened with Christopher Nolan, and now we're seeing films like Tenant, where now like he's doing his own thing. So I'm very afraid of Matt Reeves being the Batman guy and not doing anything else. And I'm, I'm worried about pigeon, pigeonholing. No, that's fair. I, I, for me, as someone who's not a DC person, that I keep saying, it, the shots. Not being biased on Robert Pattinson, but phenomenal. I think mm -hmm. Matt Reeves has a. I've never seen anything of Matt Reeves, but I think he's outdone himself with this. That one ending shot where. The penguin flips over and Robert Pattinson's walking to, or the Batman's walking towards him. And then it just like kind of, the, the shot kind of goes up. It, I'm excited. It looks good. It was, the, I think it was the most hype, hype trailer for DC fandom. And yeah, I think a lot of people are going to be, um, very surprised when they see him. Absolutely. And any more, um, any final thoughts on anything for DC fandom? Nope. So according to Heroic Hollywood, I even read the story today. I thought this was wild. Um, Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige, <laughs> Kevin Feige wanted the original Avengers to die in Endgame, saying Kevin's initial pitch was that it was Toy Story 3, a quote unquote they're all gonna jump into a furnace together concept but the russo brothers pushed back saying there wasn't a possible way to honor each character and for fans it would have been an impossible scenario to walk out of the theater and process 
So our question is, did the Russo brothers make the right call? Am I going first with this? Yes. Oh, absolutely. They made the right call. I I mean, I generally don't know what Zach's answer is going to be, but seeing that question for the first time, um, I, as a fan, not just saying this, but I genuinely, Infinity War broke me at the end. I sat there for 10 minutes. My friends had to like... They're like, we got to go. Um, I sat there processing everything because I was like, I don't know how I'm going to last a year. I really don't. I, I kept looking up theories and sending everything to Zach every single day. I think he got really annoyed with me. Um, yeah, I did. Endgame, I think it ended the way we knew it was going to end. I had expected more death. I really did. I really thought that a couple more characters would be killed off. Like, I genuinely thought that at least Hulk was going to die at some point. I did think most of the main characters were going to go. Like, I was I was anticipating that. But I knew since we already had um, Evans, uh, Robert Downey Jr., their contracts were ending, so technically it was uh, Johansson's that I think the way they did it was perfect. Because it allowed us to say goodbye to certain characters and it left arcs for others to still finish out. Because I did think that for certain characters, they still had more story to tell. They still had more character arc. And I knew, also you kind of knew that their contracts weren't really up. So that was a whole other thing. But Iron Man and I know I'm going on, but I know Black Widow, that one really broke me too because it was unexpected. For me, it was unexpected because I know that there were theories saying that Captain America was supposed to go too. So I think that Iron Man dying off and and our Scarlet Witch or not Scarlet Witch Black Widow dying off was perfect. Evans going back in time that was a given. So I think the way the Russo brothers did it was perfect, and they still did honor each character in this film. You know what I mean? Like, without going too much in depth on Endgame, I think it was... I I think if they did it Kevin Feige's way, it would have been... I think it would have just been like a, alright, we're killing everyone off kind of thing. Like, not... I don't know. Kind of, like, cutting off storylines. Because I know with Thor, there's more story to tell with him, with the Hulk. If that makes sense. No, it makes sense. I Okay. This is gonna be crazy, so I'm trying to process my thoughts. The Russo brothers made the right decision. However, mm-hmm. Kevin Feige's idea would have been more interesting. I can agree. I say I say that because like and you you basically agreed with this, their reasoning being it would have been impossible for fans to go home after watching all of those the original six die and process that because how do you kill off six characters like that that's insane however it would have been more compelling to kill them off because we would have got the start of a new a clean slate of a new face yes and I think I would have been more interested to see what the next batch of heroes would have done. I feel now we're bringing back characters 
because of fanfare rather than because they actually work. I.e., think about Shang-Chi um, with Captain Marvel and the Hulk. Was that necessary? I think that's something we've discussed too. Was was it necessary, was it necessary to, to bring have them in? Them in? Was, was it necessary? Exactly. Was it necessary to have them? And I think that's there's, there's the point of, I'm going to call it the Star Wars paradox mm-hmm. because it's like, does it make sense to bring back old characters for nostalgia or does it actually work for the story? Now, in regards to your point about character growth and storylines, this is where Marvel should have reinvested in the original six and given them their solo films. That's that's why I think you feel the way you do because if if we would have got a Mark Ruffalo Hulk movie we would have got a better story of where the Hulk was going. We got a Black Widow. If we got, we got, we're getting Hawkeye as a TV series, even though we both think it should have been a movie, maybe. And then... But do you think he would have been strong enough for his own solo film? Does it, does it really matter? But you've said in the past, you said with, with Falcon and Winter Soldier, you said you didn't think... Falcon was a strong enough character to have his own film without Bucky. I like what they did with Falcon and the Winter yes. Soldier. But again, Falcon and the Winter Soldier isn't part of the original six. Okay, understandable. Because we're, we're talking Iron Man, Captain America, Black Widow, Hawkeye, Hulk, and Thor. I think... I, I just really think everyone underestimates three Thor Hawkeye. Movies. We got... We got we got three Captain Americas. We've got three Iron Man movies. We're getting movies. a fourth Thor movie. We've got one Black, Heart, Black Widow movie. We're getting a Hawkeye TV series. We should have got a Hulk movie or a reboot with Mark Ruffalo at some point. They're supposedly... And I think if we did all of that, we would have felt, okay, these characters, we, we've seen what we needed to see. And so killing them off would have felt better. There's supposedly think... a... Hulk movie with Mark Ruffalo in the works over the night. Supposedly. But I think, again, it's placement. It's got a lot to do about placement. It should have. Because, again, Black Widow should have been earlier. Black Widow should have taken place right after. Exactly. Exactly. So there's, there's, there's the messy part. If they did not schedule the solo films in the right place. That would have made I mean, sense do, for Endgame to kill them all. I do agree. I think that I would feel differently if... Because I was ready. As a fan, I was ready to say goodbye to all six. Because that's initially what I thought was going to happen. Because in the comics, they do all die off. Thanos uses the time stone on them and they age in one comic. And then there's other comics where they die in different ways. So I was ready. I was like, you know what? This is the film. This is like the cinematic Goodbye to all these beloved characters because we do have a good we have a good group coming in we have a good phase four we i mean even now we do have a fantastic phase four i don't mean that in like fantastic four anyway but we do have a shang chi phenomenal blew me out of the water did not think i was gonna love him that much as i do eternals we have them coming in so i might i honestly think i would feel differently if i had seen a lot of these character arcs close out in phase three if I had seen, I guess for me with Thor, as an example, I kind of closed out, but not really. His character's kind of, 
What? <laughs> I might say something very sacrilegious, but as excited as I am for Thor: Love and Thunder, Thor: Love and Thunder, I don't think it's necessary. That's what I was gonna say. No, that's what I was gonna okay, say. Okay, so when they in- is it is it really necessary? Like I know Dark World was awful, but but you know what is I it think really necessary. You know what I think though. I think this is going to be the handoff torch to Lady Thor and other characters. Well, yeah, but I don't think. I but think, that should have happened. Oh, it should have. No, one hundred percent. And as someone who loves Thor dearly, when they announced a fourth Thor, I thought to myself, "Why? Why is it? I guess to introduce more characters. I guess because it left off. This is like the first time I agree with you because leaving off on Endgame, I was like, okay, Guardians of the Galaxy, like they're going to be in this film now and. Is he going to be in Guardians like, of the Galaxy I, 3? Like, it, it's kind of an up-in-the-air question. Want another, like, I don't even want another Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, I don't. I want one just to I close it out. I, I, I want one to close it out, and then I would be set. I would be okay. I thought 2 was bad, but I... 2 I, was bad. I, I really 2 was not that good. I really don't care enough to want another one. I don't know why. I Again, maybe, maybe again, like, I... I'm pretty critical of Marvel. I'll I'll own up to that. I have been and I continue to be. But I think at this point I don't know. I'm I very say, I think it's great. I think it's great that Hemsworth is getting another film. I love that we're bringing back Natalie Portman. I love that we're bringing back Lady Sif. I love that we're going to get introduced to all these characters. That we're getting Christian Bale. I'm optimistically. I think it's gonna be a great film. I think it's gonna introduce to a whole new character set. I think it's going to be implemental towards the Phase Four. And I wouldn't be. I don't know. I kind of feel like <laughs> I don't want to say Hemsworth has like used up all of his Marvel like character. Like I don't want to say like Thor is overused, but I think time to pass a torch it's time to let other characters come in or as much as i would love to see the og the og marvel characters interact with newer ones that's also what i'm hoping for in the next couple but you know what i could go on and on about all those characters i agree though i think there's no reason for a fourth thor but i'm excited and what's sad is that's not even like my most hyped film (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. I like I said, I would have liked to see Foggy's idea of all them killed Lost Hurrah, all six, we're gonna save the universal die trying. And it would have been nice to just do a whole save the universe. I mean how many stones are there Iron six? Man. It would have been nice Boom. to see all six of them kinda like take a stone and I think it would have been a full circle. I, but again, like I, I, I understand the Russo brothers' perspective. I think. Oh, I would have been a hot mess if I was to watch. I right, would if have I was walked down movie, and said, "I'm done." Yeah, and I think there's there's the 2020 of us looking back and being like, "Okay, well, if it was different, how would I have felt about it?" Oh, I would have been an emotional mess. Now that we. <laughs> no, I, and I agree. I was an emotional mess from the beginning when Hawkeye's family yes. was dusted. I was crying mm-hmm. up until Black Widow's death. 
I stopped crying like 20 minutes prior to that. And then I continued to cry and my face was like a puffy mess. So I yeah. think I'm happy the Russo brothers went against Feige for that. Cause I don't think I would have forgiven him. <laughs> No, I, I, I agree, but I now now we have the difficult part like, what of if? how do we kill them off now? <laughs> like, how do we kill them off now? The answer is you don't. <laughs> no, you have to. Clint can just retire. And that's why Hawkeye, like, come on. Hawkeye is going to be the passing of the baton. Like, Jeremy Renner is going to die in Hawkeye. I'm calling it today. <laughs> I knew you were going to call Jeremy it. Jeremy Renner is going to die in Hawkeye. I think he's just going to retire. And we're going to pass it over to Kate Bishop. I think he's going... That's the reason why Spider-Man with Tom Holland, he's so young. He can continue to grow with the character for years to come. That's why that was a great casting. Again, we got Spider-Man who's going to leave the Iron Man. I mean, lead the Avengers moving forward. Obviously, we're going to... Carol Danvers is going to be in and out with the way Brie Larson's been acting recently <laughs> like doctor strange you know, is gonna ooh. lead the lead the avengers let's be honest i don't know i feel that strange is gonna continue to be the mentor in the background is like who do you think is gonna like lead the, the avengers you said tom holland character. yeah as like the the leader of the avengers i don't think so as a as spider-man I think, I think he could lead Young Avengers. I don't think he'll lead The Avengers. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, Young Avengers, yes. Young Avengers. What The Avengers is kind of over. Well, the new The Avengers, Avengers initiative is over. It's never over. So, it is over. <laughs> when you lose the leader and creator of the gang, it's over. Um. No, no, no. We still have... That's a whole other discussion. <laughs> um. Any final thoughts on anything we've discussed tonight? We've gone through a lot. We um, had a lot to talk about. No, we had a lot to talk about today. Dune's fantastic. Some of this news we knew, and it's just really nice to hear different things. Fandom was... I gotta say a surprise, because I forgot about it. I did too! <laughs> I forgot. I kept telling people, um, and then I forgot. <laughs> but I would have I would have liked to see them do something different. I felt they did the same thing, and it lost value for me oh um, last year was so much more exciting for us because i guess it was our first yeah, time like first at a time. panel yeah and but we're hoping uh, next year avengers would have liked to have seen them all die off think Fruster brothers made the right choice but i have questions moving forward we'll note it if we ever meet kevin feige It's a also, hashtag get TWSS to D23. Uh, we are going to bring that back. Um, follow us on Twitter, on Instagram at TWSS Podcast, uh, TWSS Podcast for Twitter, and TWSS underscore podcast for Instagram. We're on Facebook, but um, we don't update we're on that much. Well. Um, and we are working on twitch that is going to happen at some point and we're gonna work year, on our youtube maybe even next year and we're gonna work on our youtube this is happening um we thank you for your support patience thank you for your continued support um and we're gonna make it to panels next year that's gonna be our goal next year 2022 i love even numbers so 2022 is the year that tws will take it to 
There's an Orlando podcast convention that I would like us to go to. Um, there is LA Comic Con, if it ever comes back, the 23 Expo, which is where everything happens for Star Wars, Marvel, Disney-based everything. Um, premieres. Would love to start getting our foot in the door at premieres. So I don't have anything fucking spoiled for me. Absolutely. <laughs> at Variety. Well... That was another packed, fun, exciting episode of TWSS with Zach and Nicole. And we will see you next time.